Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah Yeshayahu 42a, Parak Membez, uh, A, the first part, and this is Saul Weiner, Bureau's for the podcast. The last chapter we studied together was 41, Parak Mem Aleph. <coughs> and just a quick reminder, in 41, in Parak Mem Aleph, we had God tell all of the nations that it's time to come forth. It's judgment time. It's time for you to let us know what you've been doing, what you've been standing for, what you've been fighting for, and what did your societies create. And it's time for God to mete out the justice. The Jewish people, as we said last chapter, were afraid that God is calling all these nations. It seems like he is now going to reward them And many of these nations had caused the Jewish people so much suffering. So God turned to the the Jewish people and said, Don't worry. I'm still with you. I still support you. And to the extent that you fulfilled your mission, your mission to the world to bring justice, righteousness, and teach about me and the ideas of me, uh, God, to the world, you have nothing to worry about. I'm still with you. I still support you. I still love you. Loma I have not rejected you. And those people that cause you suffering will suffer. So God kept on reminding that among this vision of beautiful peace and, and justice and righteousness and, and care for the poor and the rebounding of nature and streams and rivers and flowers and trees and all of this beauty, God will also mete out justice to those that deserve it. And then we also studied that um, uh, you know that 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 what exactly it is that God's looking for in justice? Did you feed the poor? Did you give the thirsty to drink? Did you help? Did is that what your societies led to? And if not, then you have something to answer for. That's what we just finished. And now in chapter forty-two, we go on to read as follows: God addresses someone who He calls Avdi, my servant. There are many different explanations. It says, Hain avdi et Behold, my servant, I shall support him, or I have supported him. Who is this servant? There are at least four, probably many more explanations as to who this servant is. Uh, according to Rashi, the servant is Yisrael, is the Jewish people. According to the Radak and the Malbim, the servant is the Mashiach, the Messiah. According to... Um, Rabbeinu Sadia Gon, um, he explained it as Koresh, referring to the Cyrus of Persia who brought the Jews back to the Second Temple. And then, according to Avon Ezra, this servant is referring to Yeshayahu himself, the prophet himself. I'm going to go with Rashi here, that this servant is referring to Yisrael. And the reasons will become obvious as we read through the parak. the reason why I choose this approach. And also because near the end of the parak. um, we see God referring to uh, to this, this the the person or the entity that God is talking to. He specifically states that he's referring to Yisrael, and we'll get to that in forty two b. In addition to the fact that if we look back to uh, forty one, last chapter, verse eight, we see where God specifically says, "Viato Yisrael Avdi," and you Israel are my servant, and He's still referring in part to that same Avdi, my servant. Yaakov Asher Jacob, to whom I have chosen, whom I have chosen. 
Zeravram or Avi. So God specifically um, emphasized that Avdi is referring to Yisrael, and it's most consistent with the text here and later on in this chapter itself, which, as I said, we'll get to. We also see the same idea in 41.14, where it says, Al tir'i tolat Yaakov mitei Yisrael. God again specifies exactly who he's talking to. So I'm going to go with Rashi here. Like I said, it's the most consistent with the text. So, um, but you're free to choose whichever uh, explanation you would like. Behold, my servant, I have supported him or I will support him. My chosen one. Again, the same language that God just used in 41.14, in the last chapter, Bechiri, the one who I chose, which is referring to um, um, Israel, again, Rotstonafshi, the one whom I desired, Nosati Ruchiolov, I have placed my spirit upon him, Mishpot Lagoyim Yotzi, he shall bring justice to the nations. In this chapter, we are going to find a very, very clear um, description of Yeshayahu, of the prophet, of what the mission of the Jewish people is and what we were chosen to do. Um, now, Mishpat Lagoyim Yotzi has been interpreted as meaning that this judgment will be based on how people treated the Jews, right, in the future. A lot of commentaries kind of explain that. In other words, did you treat them properly or not? And based on that, there will be judgment. And there were some hints in the last chapter that God mentioned to the Jews that he will punish those that, that made them suffer. However, uh, as we read through the context of this chapter, it will make more sense to interpret it differently and say, Mishpat Lagayim Yotzi, that he, my servant, will bring the concept of justice to the nations. And that is his job. And the next verse kind of goes along with this second understanding. Lo Yitzak v'lo he will not even need to cry out, and he will not even need to raise his voice. He will not even need to have his voice heard in the outside. Now here, we, um, we see, and the commentaries explain, and, and, and in the context it makes sense, we just stated before, if we look in chapter 40, verse 9, that the job of the people is to raise their voice. Um, in verse 9 we said, Harimi al raise your voice. He who is bringing the news of Zion, stand up and call out to the world. And we also saw, again, and remember, uh, I'm going to keep bringing proofs that the same ideas expressed in the so-called first half of Yeshayahu are expressed again here, which is, shows the consistency of authorship. Um, but if we look back at uh, Parak Yudches 18, verse 3. I'm going to turn there for a minute, where, where Yeshayahu again stated the same concept and idea, which was, um, let's see, 18, verse 3, where God says, um, Kol tevel, All of the people of the world will listen as the people, the people of Israel raise a sign on the tops of the mountains. We also saw that same idea in chapter 11, Parakut Aleph, verse 10, 
where again that same idea was expressed. The root of Yeshayah, people will come to him. The people will come. So that's the idea. He will no longer need to call out because he will be bringing that message of Mishpat to the nations. He will be a um, easily breakable reed. Here I'm going to explain the way the Radak explains that Koneratsutz, if we recall back, um, is referring back again to the supposed first half of Isaiah, where we had, he compared Mitzrayim, Egypt, who was an unreliable source to, to rely upon. It was in 36 verse 6, he said that, that he said the same term. You are going, uh, he said, you are having faith on this easily breakable reed you're relying upon them. Over here, for the purpose of contrast, he says, however, that the people of Israel in the future will be a which is lo yishbar, which will not break. And it will be a, um, a, a dim, weak uh, strand of flax that will will um, not be something that, that gets put out easily. Point being, the Radak explains, that the justice that is given, that is taught by the Jewish people to the entire world will be so fair and so right and so righteous. And the poor people will be so able to rely upon that justice and that truth that they won't, even break that thin reed. That thin reed of support will be adequate. They won't even need that, right? And as, as the verse continues, emet yotzi mishpat, because his the justice of the people of Israel when it's done right is true justice, which one does not even need that uh, that 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 reliance of support. Lo yichya. The, ver- the next verse continues, verse four. Velo yorutz. He shall not be uh, be put. The flame shall not be put out of the people. Um, and, and it shall not be, be, uh, be broken until he is able, he, the Jewish people, are able to bring justice throughout the world. And for his Torah, his teachings, the teachings that the Jewish people bring to the entire world, the entire world will be miyachel, they would long for and hope for the Torah, his teachings that he is coming to teach the entire world. As Yeshayahu said early again in the first half, Ki mitzion Torah udvar Adonai From Zion, from the Jewish people, will come out the Torah. And now those Iyam, those faraway countries, are desperately listening. We want to hear, we want to learn this truth, this justice. And then in verse 5, Ko Omar Ha'el Adonai, so says God himself, Borei HaShemayim, he who has created the world, um, and every and, and and stretched out the heavens, and he laid out the world and everything that comes out of the world, all of nature. He has given spirit, he has given soul to all of those that dwell and build nations upon the world. He has given spirit and life to all that uh, go on this world. I am God. I have called out to you in righteousness. Right, the achzeik and I am holding your hands. The and I 
created you. And I have made you for a a um, Brit Am, a a covenant of of nationhood as a light to bring light to all of the nations. Now, in this case, um, this is one of the places where this phrase is used. Argohim, um, uh, Ishayahu is here talking to everyone. It says, I have called out to you. Because God just says, I am the Borei Shemayim Benotihem in the, in the Pasuk before. I give Neshama La'om Aleha to all of the nations upon the world. And if we look at, um, at Rashi, Rashi on that explained, La'om Aleha is referring to, and I'm going to read to you the words of Rashi. Um, um, La'om Aleha Lechulam B'Shavet, to all nations equally. Right, Rashi said over there, give the spirit of life to all the nations. And I called out to you, right, because, right, uh, because I um, am, um, as the Radak points out, Brit Am, the Radak points out, I have called out to you. Right, um, as a nation, as a covenant of nations, right, as a light to all the nations, that this is a covenant that God is making with with the Jewish people, which is a covenant with the entire world. That this covenant is meant to be mishpat utzedaka spread by the Jewish people to the entire world. Here we have Yeshayahu really laying out for us what the entire idea of Orgoyim is. And what's the point? What is that? What are you going to do when you spread this message? You are going to open the eyes that are blind. You are going to bring out from the prisoners, from their confinement, the people that are tied down to their worldly, selfish ideas, will have their minds opened, their lives opened. Those that are sitting in darkness, that don't know, don't understand, you're going to bring them out of the dungeon. Ani Adonai Hushimi, I am God, that is my name. I am not giving my honor to anyone else. It is only me, God. My praise doesn't go to Psilim, things that are that are nothing. And then God continues. In verse 9, Those things that happened in the past, behold, they have happened. And I, God, am telling you the new things, the things that are going to happen. I am telling you these things now, before they sprout forth, before these things happen, I am telling you what's going to happen. Then God continues in verse 10, a theme which is going to repeat itself and has already repeated, Shayao has already told us this several times during the first part of this book, Shiru Ladonai Shichadash. It is time for all of you, all of you, the entire world, to sing a new song. Tihilato, to sing his praise. Mikzeho, or it's from all of the corners of the earth. Yordehayam umlo'o, those of you that travel by the sea, and those of you 
this part, who, who the creatures that live within the sea, Iyim and the faraway nations, Biyoshvehem. Again, God refers to the Iyim, the faraway nations, as um, if you recall, in um, uh, how how we uh, how we we discussed. I think it was back in chapter eighteen, the um, the uh, faraway nations that. Um, uh, to which the message of God will come to the ends of the earth. It continues, Yisu midbar vi'arav chaterim teshev kedar. We did have a mention uh, of the... Um, and by the way, I mentioned chapter 18. If you haven't, it would be worthwhile listening to the podcast on chapter 18 to describe how we understood it in this podcast to be referring to bringing the message of God to the ends of the earth. It only makes sense that now God keeps on referring to the Iyim, the faraway nations, the islands all the way out across the sea, and those that, uh, that, uh, that travel across the sea. Again, that's a very, very close reference to what was mentioned in 18 the, when we talked about the ships and the sails that travel to faraway places. Yisu midbar arav chaterim teshev kedar. Um, let the let the Yisu is from the language that is said several times in these last chapters of Su'u, of meaning raise your voice, right? The 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 desert, the wilderness, and the cities and those that live there there should raise their voice and the voice of God. Sing the song, the Shir Chadash, which we just mentioned. Chatzirim, the 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 places, the the dwelling places, the um, villages. Teshev Kedar, in which Kedar lives. Now, if you recall, back in chapter 21, verses 16 and 17, was the last time Yeshayahu Isaiah mentioned Kedar. And if you listen to our podcast from chapter 21, you will recall how we explained then that Kedar was the, was the, the quintessential, uh, the, the tribes of the desert was what it was referring to, and they were very warlike. And would cause all kinds of destruction um, and wars in the desert. Uh, we were talking about there the deserts of Arav of Arabia. That's what that was talking about. But then, if you recall, um, and I'm going to go back to verses 16 and 17 in chapter 21, where God said, "Usha'ar mishpat mispar keshet giborev nekedar yimatu," and the, rem- the remainders of those that. That were holding bows, the warriors of the children, of the people of Kedar will get less. Why? Because when God speaks, the people of Kedar will become peaceful, and that's what exactly He's referring to now. It says, "Those that dwell among the rocks, those people that were sneaking around the desert and and attacking others traveling through the desert, will now sing to God." And and from the from the tops of the mountains, they will call out, and and they will start giving God the honor, and they will start to say God's praise in all the faraway lands. Because again, just like he said back there in chapter 21, when it's Hashem Yisrael Diber, when it's God that speaks, then the people of Kedar will become peaceful and they will learn the message. Then, what um, we're going to finish today with this first thirteen, in chapter forty-two, um, that uh, that God will now come out in strength, 
In other words, we are talking about all this beautiful uh, uh, peace, justice, righteousness, and so on. However, in the future, there is justice. And again, God reminds us that those that have not been acting or behaving accordingly, those that have set up societies that are not kind to the poor, that do not help those that are less fortunate, those societies will get crushed. God will come out, Kagibar, like a powerful. He will come out. And Ya'ir, which was a language used several times in these last, in these last two cha- three chapters, Ya'ir is, is where God awakens. He, come, he brings out of a place, what? Like a man, like a person of war. Uh, Kinah is jealous. Well, can be translated as jealousy, but here it also could be translated as revenge. But more importantly, it's it's a justice, but a justice of 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 um, of punishment that will come because in the future time that will also happen to those that deserve it. Yoria af he will roar or call out. He will even yell al Iskabar and he will be powerful over those who were his enemies. This concludes 41a. Looking forward to com- I'm sorry 42a, 42a. Looking forward to completing chapter 42 and studying it with you. Thank you.